0: Welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guests, yes, that's plural, today are Anne Hanley, the Chief Content Officer at Marketing Profs, and CeCe Chapman, an online marketing expert and creator of the online destination Digital Dads. They also co authored a book called Content Rules How to Create Killer Blogs, Podcasts, Videos, eBooks, Webinars, and More. Wait, there is more that engage customers <laughs> and ignite your business. Okay, Ann and Cece, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us, John.
0: I don't think that qualifies as the longest title, but it's up there. <laughs> So you guys are in different cities, so uh, you feel free to have uh, different answers uh, to these questions. But uh, uh, here's the big one that I want to know, and I want to set this up. Uh, this is not the first; yours is not the first book that suggests content is 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 important. Do we still
2: need to make a case for content? <laughs> I sure, I sure think so because. You know, it's one of those things that we, we talk about in our presentations a lot where we talk about, you know, content marketing is like sex in high school. Everybody's talking about it, but nobody's doing it really well. Yeah. And we, you know, it's it's every time, you know, you would think that people would know this by now. But every time we talk to a crowd of people, every time I sit down with a new client, whatever it is, people still are mystified by content, even though, you know, we've been creating it our whole lives. but to do it right it seems like people don't don't know it yet and you know we want to make sure that people get it and actually go out and do it right so yeah right. They, they 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 do need it
1: Right. I I mean, I think that's exactly the point. You know, the the notion that content has to be a a big part of your marketing has been around for a long time. But I think um, this book really answers that question, how, which I I haven't seen a lot of books that talk about, you know, how do I how do we do it right? You know, how do you make sure that your content is engaging? How do you make sure that your customers are going to, you know, rally around it and and enjoy it? You know, what's it mean to create compelling content? Um, And so that's that's not a lot of uh, this. There hasn't been a lot written about that, I don't think, in terms of um, in terms of the stuff that I've seen out there anyway.
0: Yeah, because content for content's sake is probably not what we're really talking about. So, I mean, maybe we start with defining how broad is this idea? Maybe part of the problem is people think of content and they think of the written word only. Uh, do, Do we need to broaden the definition of what content is or at least give a baseline definition?
2: I think so. I mean, I think one of the things, you know, I thought long and hard about that. One of the ways I, I mean we we it's funny. I think we define it differently every time we talk about it, but you know, the definition that I I like to use is the fact that it's anything that an individual or an organization creates and shares to tell their story because people do get hung up on the fact that they think content and they, for what they think written, they think video, um, and that's like it. And they forget that a big part of content is sharing it as well and and creating it on whatever platform is right for you and right for your customers.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. It's not just about text. It's not just about the written word or about, you know, in the B2B space, white papers, for example. Um, you know, so yeah, it is about blogs, but it's also about, you know, putting video on blogs or a podcast like this one, or, um, you know, even a compelling FAQ page or the photos or um, case studies that we call customer success stories. I mean, all that stuff is, is part of the content. I think that, as CC says, can help you tell your story and then also um, you can share all across the web.
0: I I do have to say I am quite proud to have my uh, fuq um <laughs> segment, uh, uh, put in put in the book. I have to tell you that uh, <laughs> I know.
1: Thank you for that. Yeah, that's great. Just don't say it phonetically. So
0: <laughs> so you talk about you know obviously this the title of the book is rules, and you spend a lot of I mean so I think that there are two two meanings to that, right? That right. It, it sort of rules our marketing now, but that there are actual rules or maybe the softer version guidelines you know for how yes. how you might do this stuff so you know you think in terms of creating content you think oh no it's just me being creative but you're going to suggest there actually is a structure and a process and a right way to do it
1: yeah, I mean, I think that process is going to vary depending on um, on your needs and, and the goals of your content and so on. Um, but yeah, it is it is kind of a, um, a play on words there. You know, it's it's the content rules, like you know, a, a set of guidelines, or we we call them sort of bumpers on a bowling lane to help you that to help you conceptualize your content and think about you know how you should, should approach it. Um, but it's also content rules in the sense of you know throwing up the horns as Cece can do so well and I do pitifully, but. Um, <laughs> 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 so it is talking about how you know content really should be a, an increasing increasingly big part of your marketing it really should be a big cornerstone of your marketing um, but also yeah that there are I, I, we call them rules i mean truly like like you suggested they are really more guidelines uh, you know just just things to think about as you're developing your content strategy and as you're you know developing the content itself
2: yeah,
0: yeah, and I guess since you mentioned the word strategy here, I, that, that was really where I was going next. Um, one of the mm-hmm. when, when I talk about strategy and I talk about content, I, I mean, it really is seems to be it's been hard for me to get, at least get this concept across to people until I started uh, embracing this this word that that you guys use throughout the book. Uh, think in terms of like a publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, bo all of a sudden, that starts to make sense, at least because then you start thinking the editorial calendar, the themes, the body of work, um, and and I think that uh, maybe maybe tell me tell me, kind of frame that idea of of thinking like a publisher if I'm a business owner.
2: Well, I think, and it's funny because that whenever we say that, that scares people too. You know, it's one mm-hmm. of those. Well, I'm not. I don't have a printing press, and I'm not. You know, <laughs> people don't think of it as the fact that you know the internet gives everybody an online platform where they can create content and publish content. And, you know, we do talk about strategy and being a publisher. The fact that, you know, look, look out, think long-term, think about, you know, what am I going to publish next week, next month, tomorrow for that matter. And, And once you start thinking content strategy to, you know, events you've got going on or product launches or specials or holidays and all those start laying out and looking at it and you think from the mentality of a publisher of what am I going to create around this date or this time or this event and it changes it's true no matter if you're you know a co- the corner drugstore or you're you know some you know musician or you're a huge international brand the the, the the mentality at the end of the day is exactly the same thing and it is it, it does take a little shifting and a whole lot of cultural change sometimes for people to really embrace the publisher. And I think it's one of the reasons why we made that our content one, because you have to get that one. If you don't get that one, everything else is going to be lost on you.
1: Right. And just to add to that, I mean, I think the other the other way to think about it is that if the word publishing is kind of overwhelming or it doesn't really uh, connect with with what you do in your business is to think about running your online presence or your website like a magazine, right? I mean, think about um, creating this kind of recurring kinds of content that's really going to engage people. And I think when you think about, you know, more about magazines, which everybody knows, they're tactile, everybody's familiar with, um, versus publisher, which is sort of this amorphous thing that, you know, does conjure up printing presses and the like makes it a little bit more accessible.
0: This halftime break is brought to you by Constant Contact. Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits build great customer relationships with email marketing, event marketing, and online surveys. Visit them today at ConstantContact.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial. Um, another concept that I find coming in, um, and, and it's a good one. It's one I've talked about for years. Is this idea of storytelling, um, and and certainly content and and storytelling go very very well together. I think it's a great concept in marketing. But I want to throw um, I want to throw another thing that I'm seeing happening, um, and and it's this idea of because everyone's a publisher, including our clients and our prospects, mm-hmm. um, that that it's that this idea of story building or story creating or co-creating, um, seems to be a, a pretty important element so that, you know, we're not in charge of the story completely anymore. And I, and I, that frightens people as well, but I wonder if you could talk about how maybe that sort of plays into your content rules or your, your content, how to, wow.
2: You want to talk about a scary situation. I mean, (laughs) that, that, that definitely freaks out a lot of clients. I mean, I know, in my previous life uh, did a lot of that type of marketing for clients where the key part was allowing people to take the, sto- the social objects that the brand created, and then take it and tell their own story with it. And that was kind of the marketing approach. It's a whole different mindset if you're going to go in that direction, but even something as simple as, I know we talk about it in the book uh, is, you know, myfordstory.com. I mean, Ford's done a really good job where they encourage people to tell their own stories about the car, both good and bad, any other vehicles. And they, you know, they come back and they they publish it on the web and they share it. And they have been really and there's other brands doing it, too. But I know that's one that we talk about in the book that has really allowed people to, you know, tell the brand story on their own. And that, you know, they've really embraced that better than a lot of uh, brands have.
1: Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, my take on that, I mean, I love that word story building. I might actually just uh, rip that off for the second version of this book. And, um...
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did as well. So don't worry about it from somebody else. Right. Well, in the spirit of generosity. <laughs> um, but
1: no, I, I love that concept. And I think there are, are less scary ways to think about doing that. For example, um, there's a company called Footloose. Um, but I, I met their CMO at an event in in, in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago. And, um, and I like the way that they approach it. I mean, they're telling the stories of their customers by, uh, So, well, I should back up for a second. So what they do is they sell kind of orthopedic shoes, which sounds like this really boring thing if you start right. thinking about like, you know, how these shoes are created and so on. But, um, you know, instead what they do in their marketing is they have their, their customers write into them with their stories about how much these shoes have improved their lives. And I mean, these are active people, you know, they aren't like geriatric people walking around with, you know, walkers and so on. I mean, their shoes are really helping people, you know, get out and be um, active again, be athletic, you know, be hiking with their grandchildren or even their children. And those are the stories that they're telling. Um, and so I think that's a great way to kind of, you know, make your products come alive. And, and that's a way that you can kind of incorporate their sto- your, sto- your customer stories into your own marketing.
0: Yeah. And I think people then can sort of Place themselves in there in in that story because it, right. you know, it's somebody like them. Um, we we talked about uh, I, I mean one of the things that that pushbacks that I get obviously and I'm sure you've heard this too is creating all this content's a lot of work um, and I am a big fan of the idea of repurposing or at least looking at something or a, a group of things and saying how could I turn this into something else, mm-hmm. um, is, is, you know, is that a no-no? I mean, does that break the rules or is that a good approach?
1: Oh, no. I mean, we love that. We talk about it in the book is reimagining in, in your content. So right at the point of inception, just like you're describing there, you know, I mean, you could take this podcast and chunk it up and produce it as a series of blog posts once you got like the transcript, for example. Um, in the book, we use the word reimagine rather than recycle or repurpose because we feel like that that kind of um, conjures up this notion of something that's that has some life and energy, you know, right? Right from the beginning, yeah. if you're thinking about, you know, how can I kind of get this message across in, in various ways and on, on various platforms?
0: I like that word better too, because I think the the, the repurpose sort of has a, you know, just let's let's yeah yeah put the reruns, yeah, put the reruns yeah, out right, there <laughs> exactly. I mean, it sounds like an afterthought, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, reimagine yeah. just
1: sounds like, you know, yeah. how am I going to take this and think about ways to express it in different file in different formats and in, in different yeah. ways.
0: Well and I and I I have you know, I really try to school people. I mean I, I you know I, I many times will write a blog post because somebody's asked me to give a presentation uh next week and mm-hmm. so in, in creating the notes for my presentation I'll say, Well, yeah. well there's a blog post. Yeah, or, exactly. You know. Exactly. And I and I think you have to somewhat for from a from a practical standpoint i think you have to start doing that but i think it's also a way to, to increase uh, increase your your output well
2: it's also right. yeah and also in the, you know with with budgets being crunched or you know you never have enough money to do everything you want to do that you know companies should always be thinking hey if we're going to go to this event and videotape it or we're going to hold this event what what is every way that we can do something creative out of this Ah uh, to get the most out of it. and I think way too often people aren't thinking that way and it is it's a time saver it's a money saver and it gets you some really good content if you take the time to really think about it whenever as much as possible right well and I think it also
0: gives you um, if you start looking at this approach of using mixed different mediums yes. mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many people have told me, hey I you know I've Hurry! you have a new book coming out.
2: If it doesn't come out in audiobook, you can forget me. <laughs> oh, we've been hearing that yeah. all. We've been hearing that <laughs> right. nonstop, actually. So yeah, many people exactly. saying, we want the audiobook of the book exactly. and content rules isn't out as an audio book yet. So we're like, hey, yes, we do want an audio book, please. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yeah. So um, you have a, um, uh, some examples of folks that are doing this right. I think uh, quite a few throughout the book and in one chapter that's uh, almost purely kind of case studies. You, you want to... Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna run out of time here but i uh i'd love it if you'd kind of maybe share one or two of of your favorite um examples of the, that you might point people to and say hey you want you want a good model for how to do it here here's some people that are doing it well
1: yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them in the book. As you say, we have this this whole section on uh, content that converts. We call them success stories, and um, there's some clear takeaways for companies in there. We call them ideas you can steal versus just lessons learned or or something uh, something boring, you know? Because we really feel like we wanna we wanna give people a sense of you know maybe you're not a BDC company, but here are some lessons in the way that they can apply to you. Right. Um, but one of my one of my favorite stories in the book is, is is a company called Indium, and I don't know if you know them, John, but they're um, they make solder paste, and are out of uh, Clinton, New York, I think it is. Um, and the reason why I love them as an example is because people always say to me, especially B2B companies, you know, well, I don't have anything to talk about. You know, our products aren't sexy. They're not interesting. We don't know how to tell the stories because we don't have any stories. And I always talk about Indium as a clear example of that because, you know, this company sells solder paste. I mean, you kind of can't get any more you know, kind of real world. What do you talk about with solder paste?
0: Yeah, Um, I could only name three or four companies in that (laughs)
1: industry. (laughs) But they do a great job, you know, really bringing their their stories to life. They've got a ton of people blogging for them and um, they've ton just an amazing job just kind of leveraging the, the content they're creating and, and you know tons of blogs, tons of uh, you know, content category experts out there in terms of solder paste. And you know, I I always say if if this company can blog about solder paste, you can blog about anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, then stop whining. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I always belly it. One of the other ones that I really enjoy, too, is this uh, organization called Pink Stinks. And what they're all about is setting, you know, real role models for girls. And this was an organization started in the UK by two girls, you know, no budget, purely started on a passion and they started a blog and Facebook and they started, you know, videos and they've been doing all these huge campaigns with no budget, just pure passion and wanting to get the word out about them. And I just think it's a, you know, it's another good example of how, you know, they had an idea and they went for it and it wasn't like they had, people are always like, well, content costs a lot of money. And, you know, I always argue it costs a lot more time than anything else. And these, these girls have shown that they're doing, you know, you can do it if you're dedicated to it and you have a clear plan and the uh, pink stinks obviously does.
1: Right.
0: Well, and there is uh, t- a book site for content rules and it's just contentrulesbook.com. And I know you guys uh, in the spirit of good content creation have some goodies there as well, right? Oh we yeah, we,
2: yep. we we do. And we've also been uh, we up until, you know, the marketing for the book was done, but you know, eating our own dog food, creating content to put up there. and we're really hoping that as people read the book and put some of the stuff in the practice, I know we're really hoping to put up more success stories of people who have done content and done content right. So I know we're gonna keep putting up stuff out there beyond the book. so i'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, great.
0: So, Anne, CC, thanks so much for joining us. I'm sure we will talk again soon. and for those of you listening, Content rules is really uh, your playbook, your how-to. You know, uh, we can no longer talk about whether or not it's uh, when, if, or uh, it, it is when you're going to start doing this. So, <laughs> thanks,
1: guys. Thank you. Thanks, John.